Welcome to Shouts of Grace Radio, practical conversations from God's Word hosted by Pastor Steve Pearson of Redemption Hill Church in Saratoga Springs. At Shouts of Grace Radio, it is our purpose to encourage you to see the Bible as God's source of truth for everyday life and grace as a foundation for a genuine relationship with God. Now, let's join Pastor Steve for today's conversation. Hey, welcome back to the program, man. We are so excited that you can join us, take some time out of your day um, to kind of uh, be a be a listener here on the program. For those of you that are new to Shouts of Grace, hey, we want to welcome you and let you know that at any time you can go to our website at shoutsofgraceradio.com and there you can catch up on, gosh, I think it's probably, uh, well, it's well over 100 episodes now. And so it's probably at 110 or so. Um, and, and kind of get yourself uh, in the loop as to what we do and what we talk about. For those of you that don't know, um, we're a, a, a Christian program that really takes um, a Christian worldview and applies it to uh, through Scripture and to all of of ma- all matters of life. And so, if that's uh, if that's something that that interests you, then man, we're, we're, we encourage you to go onto that website and to and to catch up. Um, and for those of you that are return listeners, we just want to say thank you for your support. Um, and the support of Key Radio for allowing us to use their studios here in Provo, Utah. And and we just also want to more um, hope that you had a blessed um, resurrection weekend just coming out of what is um, what's just a really different season for church. And, and I know a lot of church pastors uh, are, are kind of trying to navigate this this time and 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 find a rhythm, and you know, for however long we're going to be doing this church online. Um, but but we hope you're being blessed. If you do not have a church and you live in the northern Utah County area, why not stop by once we start to resume our our regular meetings uh, to to Redemption Hill Church? We meet at uh, at um, we meet in Saratoga Springs at Vista Heights Middle School. Gosh, it's been so long since we met. I, I forgot the name of the school we meet at. Uh, we we meet every Sunday at 10:30 a.m. Uh, until we resume those meetings. Though you. You can certainly go on and look at our live feed uh, of our service to our um, Facebook page, um, as well as our YouTube channel. Um, and that service starts at 9.45 a.m. But anyway, today um, I am with a friend on the phone, uh, Pastor Brian Catherman, um, and he is joining us. And we got a we got a, a great topic we want to talk about today. But first, brother, how are you doing, man? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me on the program. It's always fun to be back. How are you dealing I, with yeah. the quarantine? <laughs> I, I think the same as all of us. We're all adapting. It's reminding us that uh, we pray to God, give us this day our daily bread, not give us this day our yearly bread or our, you know, or even our weekly bread. And mm. so it's just been shaping me to remember that every day is a new opportunity and might be a little different, although I feel like I'm settling in. A little bit. I think we're all starting to settle into what is important and isn't important and what is necessary. And, you know, when it first started, we were all in a holding pattern, you know, like, okay, I'm just going to hold my breath until this is over. And I think now we're going, okay, I can't do that. This is going to take longer than I thought. Yeah. And so we're adapting and we're working on it. At least, at least in my household, I'm assuming that's true of almost everybody. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I don't think any of us has the answer yet, but I think it's going to be interesting to see what what church looks like on the other side of this. And I think I think for sure, you know, talking to a number of uh, pastors and church planters, even th- those that I think 
um, didn't really have uh, a technological awareness or a, or an online presence. I think real, are realizing through this that that's something that probably you know they they need to they need to bring up to par because this kind of caught a lot of people off guard. You know. Well, I think I think that's true, but I think there's something more than that we need to think about. As soon as we can start gathering. I think those that have a tremendous technological presence and have put all their dependence or have learned in this season to put their dependence on that are going to have a new learning curve. Yes. And so, okay, now we need to figure out what we, what are we going to do with the people that go, well, I just want everything fed to me via my social media. Mm. And once distraction kicks in again, we're going to be learning this all over. So now that we had, we had good things and bad things before the quarantine, we're learning good things and bad things now in the quarantine. And then those who will do the best for the glory of God and for the sake of growing his church and maturing his, his saints, um, God's saints, will, will be those who take the best of what we had before and kind of chuck out the, the worst. And then those who take the best of what we're learning now and, and chuck that out and then applying all that through the lens of Scripture and what is right and coming to probably what the new normal for the, the church will be. Yeah, I agree. It'll be an interesting season. It'll certainly be interesting to see what happens. Yeah, I agree. Well, hey, listen, today I want to I want to talk about something that that's real practical to 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 all the listeners. Really, um, it's it's a verse out of Philippians one six, and it says this. It says, "I'm confident. I'm sure of this." Some other versions say, "I'm being confident of this very thing that He who began a good work in you will bring it to completion." at the day of Jesus Christ. And, and the reason I want to talk about this, Brian, is I want to get your perspective on, on this. And, and, and as we, as we kind of go through this conversation is because I think, I think confidence is one of the things um, that a lot of people struggle with. What does God think about me? You know, how, 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 how can I get God to think better about me? And so that, that obviously can be a, a motivation uh, to, to send a person down a, a road that, that ends up with a, a works-based uh, righteousness. But, but confidence is something that, that a lot of people struggle with. And I think confidence in God and confidence in God's ability to, to care, God's ability to provide, God's ability. I mean, you and I have witnessed greatly uh, in, in, in the stores lately with all the hoarding that's going on. You know, the, 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 there certainly is some sort of confidence issue in that. Now, now I understand we need to provide, but, but why, why do you think people struggle with the confidence that, that, that with their confidence that God is really for them? What, what, what are some of the reasons for that? I think it, I think some of it is right in that verse, and I think it's helpful to look down at the the end of that paragraph to see a little more context. And but I think part of the problem is that it's a misplaced confidence. Uh, I'm reading out of the CSB translation. I am sure of this: that he who started a good work will uh, carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. The problem is we think that we who started a good work, hmm. I who started my own good work. But this says he who started a good work will carry it on. And so I think it's a lot of times like if we're hoarding or if we're concerned, it's because we have been placing our confidence in ourselves and now we're unsure of the work that we began in ourselves. But if we can be like the, the Jewish people, the, the Israelites, you constantly see them referring back through all of Scripture. And even, you know, it's a wise lesson for us, but even even the Jewish people that do this today, it's, oh, remember when when. Our wonderful and great Lord rescued us from uh, the Egyptian captivity, and this is what we saw. And you read about this over and over again. Don't forget this. Don't forget that. 
Look at the work that God has began. And, and the idea in all of that is it's pointed to God. Mm. It's not pointed to, look, I'm doing this thing and this is what I'm building. And so as we're hoarding, I think, or as we're afraid of even our retirement funds, or as we're just thinking about what we've created or what we want to create, or as we're measuring good work, we're forgetting that one, that good work belongs to the Lord. And two, that the good work that God started, even in us, started long before us with mm-hmm. the people who've come before us, who've helped shape our understanding and our trajectory. And we'll, and there's just a lot more outside of our control in that. Talk to me uh, about I, the work, though. What work is he talking about? Well, I was just going to say, if I, could, if I could appeal to, this scripture is not as abundantly clear in and of itself. If we just take that one scripture out right. of the paragraph, it's challenging. Right. So, so let's jump down a little bit to uh, his prayer at the end of this paragraph. So, so this is buried right in this thing where, where Paul is saying, man, I love you, church, and we are in this thing together, and, and I have the greatest hope and desires for you, and, and even though we're not together, this is awesome. And then he says, this is prayer. So verse 9, it says, and I pray this, that your love will keep on growing in knowledge and every kind of discernment so that, and honestly, every time I hit those so that's or because or for this reason, it gives us the, the clues to understand the purpose behind what he's saying. So that, or this is why I'm praying this, so that you may approve the things that are superior and may be pure and blameless in the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. And so this work seems to be, as he's concluding this paragraph, this idea of the knowledge of love and growth in that, understanding discernment, which is understanding right and wrong, what is good and bad, um, being filled with the fruit of righteousness and growing in that area. There's this real sense of maturity becoming, not because of the work that we're striving in, but that God is carrying us to glory, becoming transformed into his image into his righteousness as we exchange that on the cross. And so I think the work that we're talking about is our transformation into the, the, the likeness of Christ, our spiritual maturity and growth, not our retirement plans and, and just mm. the, the day-to-day operations of this life, but actually the much bigger things that will carry us far into eternity, not because we earned it, but because we are God's workmanship and mm. he is working in and through us. Yeah, I 100% agree with you on that. And I and I want to add to that too and say that you know, I think I think a lot of time the source of um the lack of confidence in this um has to do with the fact that and, and maybe we can talk a little bit more kind of kind of uh, tease this out a little bit on the other side of the of the break, but I think the lack of confidence on our part and the and the command to hey, I want you to be confident. I'm confident in this thing. The lack of confidence is because we live with us. Right. We 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 know yeah. what we're capable of. We we know our thought process. We see that the works of our hands and the deeds. We go to bed with us every night. We wake up with us every night. And, and so because of that, the 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 contrast between what we do and think and how we live and who God is, I, I think what happens is we start to wane in our confidence because we're understanding somehow that that maybe our predicament is far uh, worse, unreachable by God. Oh my word! I, I I I've I've done this again. I've thought this again. I've blown it in this area in this sin again. And 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 because of that, the the out 
the kind of the outpouring of that in our soul is a lack of confidence because because we're seeing our inability to be what we're called to be. And so let's talk a little bit more about that on the other side of the break. We'll be right back. You're listening to Shouts of Grace with Pastor Steve, the radio ministry of Redemption Hill Church in Saratoga Springs, Utah. For more information about Redemption Hill, you can visit our website at rhutah.church. Shouts of Grace Radio is thankful for the encouragement from Key Radio, reaching Utah with the good news of eternal life from their station in Provo, Utah. Now, let's join Pastor Steve for the conclusion of today's conversation. Hey, welcome back to the program. I'm talking to a good friend of mine, Brian Catherman. Um, and we were uh, just kind of discussing, Brian, before the break, just this this lack of confidence that people have. Um, and Paul's saying, I want you to be confident in this thing, that God hasn't checked out of this process. Um, and, and that could be hard for people. Why, why is that? Well, we, you, were, you were getting at it before we went into the break. We've seen our own failures. We've seen mm-hmm. our own inabilities. We know down deep in the core of our being how we can fail ourselves, how even in our best efforts, we've ended up disappointed. We've fallen short. Even when things seem on the outside to go so great, we feel empty. And so I think what happens is we sometimes we transpose that onto God sometimes, or we, because we see our own inability, think that maybe God is not able. Another piece of that, though, is not constantly reminding ourselves and seeing where God has been so faithful. You know, you mm-hmm. see that in the disciples all the time. You know, Jesus will say, didn't you see when we made all that bread? And now you're concerned about the storm. Didn't we see <laughs> that? Don't you remember this? Remember that it's written this? Remember that? Remember this? Remember that? We are a people that just forget on a, I mean, just on a rapid daily basis of how God has been faithful and good, and he yeah. has carried his people, and then we just panic. Right? We just freak out. Um, and, and so the verse you're talking about here in Philippians, we we bring in or import definitions into it that I don't think God intended. Like, like what is the work that's going to be completed? Well, it's my, my well-being and my kingdom. No, yeah. no. You know, it's not that. It's God's good working. If I could, Steve, if I could uh, appeal to another one of, one of Paul's epistles here that I think helps just kind of stack on top of this or or go along with it. That's Ephesians. And in chapter two, verses eight through 10, if I could just read those, show us this workmanship piece and this, this good works piece. It says, for you are saved by grace through faith. And it is not from yourselves. It is God's gift, not from works so that no one can boast for we are his workmanship created in Christ for good works which God prepared ahead of time for us to do. So he's working on us and he's conforming us and he's doing this salvation piece in us and this sanctification piece. And then some of the outpouring from just out of what God is doing in us is that we then go do things as well that might be identified as good works. But we're not doing any of those things for our salvation or sanctification. The work that God is completing in us, like we read in the other scripture, we have to understand that that there is this process, this craftsmanship. I think of this woodworker who's doing this fantastic work. And yeah, there's still little splinters here and there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it needs a little sanding here and there. Yep, that some adjustments are still needing to be made. But when we get to the very end, God is faithful to have that project entirely finished. And so in some ways, we should trust in the process, enjoy the process, even in trials, counting it all joy as we experience various trials of you know, all sorts, even quarantine and coronavirus, as we read in James chapter one. So 
yeah. understanding that the project is not our project, that Amen. we in a way are his craftsmanship and good work. Yeah. is So helpful and, and should allow us to have more confidence in him. Yeah. Amen. You know, I was just, I was sharing earlier this week, um, with, on, on a, on a morning devotion, you know, I was outside looking at my, at my deck or my, my, um, you know, awning and it's just been a, it's been an ongoing project three years and it's not because it took three years. It's because I lost interest. I started year one and I'm like, forget this. I, I shot out of the gate and I was like, this is great. We're going to get it done and painted. And, and so two years later, my wife's like, Hey dude, you got to get this done. And so, um, now I'm up there and with my son and I'm pulling off rotted boards and, you know, paints chipping all over and we're sanding it and blasting it. And, and here's the thing, if, 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 if I wanted to just make it look good, I can go get some black paint and put a quick paint cover over the chipping paint and, and paint the rotted boards. And, and it might last for a week, but the truth is it wouldn't last much longer. And, and I think sometimes, Brian, when we're interacting with God and we're faced with our own depravity, we're looking as if God just, hey, can we fix this? Can we just throw a quick coat of paint over it? This looks really bad. And we're looking for that quick fix. But the reality is we had to get up there. We had to pull out the rotted boards. They'd been up there for a while. We had to really bring down to bare paint, down to bare wood. And then we have to primer it so it'll stick and paint. The point is, it's a project and I, and, and, and I think, and it takes a while. And I think a lot of times people think of the Christian life as some just kind of quick, quick thing that we jump into. God fixes everything. And so when they don't see progress, they, they, they start to get really discouraged. And, and what I love about this verse too, Brian, is it kind of insinuates or does insinuate, it does state God's not going to get bored. He, he's not going to give up on the project. We're not going to shoot out of the gate. And all of a sudden God's going to be like, you know what? Three years later, I'm just kind of, I'm out of this or whatever. He's in it for the long haul. Talk about that. God is committed to us. How can that be, man? How can God be committed to sinners in such a way? This is easy. His reputation is writing on it. Mm. He said he would do it. And if he doesn't do it, it, it diminishes his reputation and his glory. Mm. It's his reputation writing on this that we will be completed in the day of Christ, those who are his. And so he's going to do it. And he has the power and the ability to do it. And, and it will bring him glory, as we've read in both these uh, passages of Scripture. It's, it's all on him. And so in many ways, uh, you know, he's not doing this because he goes, you know, I really like these people and I think they're great. So I'm going to fix them up so they can be more great. He's saying, <laughs> you know, it's going to be fantastic when people go, remember Brian, remember Steve? Man, that was a train wreck. But look at how amazing <laughs> God is that he would do this in them. Wow, God is incredible. All praise be to God, yeah. right? I mean, that's kind of what happens. I, I've kind of gotten into watches, analog watches. I have this old grandfather clock. It's analog. Um, you know, it's, it's weights and it's these kinds of things. And I have this watch that's that's analog and it's clicking around. You know, it's not just the analog face on a on a you know, a, a smartwatch. It's actually a watch. I want to get another one that you want. I've been kind of, I've been fascinated by this, but what I've noticed is you see these really high dollar watches, fancy watches. I won't mention any brands on your program. I have one that's not one of those. And the second hand doesn't click right exactly on the mark. And, and yeah, it's going around. It's keeping good time. Sometimes it's not keeping, you know, the smoothest, perfect time. When I look at some of these other watches and I go, wow, the craftsmanship in that watch is amazing. It's not really that the watch itself is what's so amazing. It's that someone could build that watch. And somehow, without a computer and without even a battery, some of these are being wound or being all sorts of different ways that they're, they're – you go, somebody created this amazing, excellent piece. And so the watch, yes, is a great 
display of that workmanship, but it's a greater display of the one who built it. Mm. And that's what's happening with God. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. You know, going going back to my patio for a second, Brian, there's there's points in that process that I'm just like, dude, I got to end this. I hate this. It's like, I'm like, I do not, I do not. Everyone was got unfinished projects at home. And I'm just like, God, this is going to take forever. And I just want to really throw, throw in the towel. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And, and I love this scripture. And maybe you can talk about this part. It, it says it's in Jude 24. It says now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you blameless before the presence of his glory with great joy. And I like that last part because where we kind of feel that this process is painstaking and it's like, oh, I just want to give up. I do not want any more rough edges. God says he's able to present us blameless before his glory with great joy. God's not upset with the process. God knows the process. God isn't shocked by our failure. He's not shocked by the stunt growth. And and so maybe talk about, about the joy that God has to bear with us. Not that God's joyful that, that we're sinning, but just that we're a joy to God. And why are we a joy to God? Because I've, I've often said this before that, that, you know, people think that somehow humanity has some intrinsic value. No, we don't. If, if we show up at an art show and I look at a piece of art and, and I think I'll give you five bucks for it. My friend says, I'll give you a million. What, what makes that art valuable? Well, nothing. It's on a piece of canvas with some water paint. The buyer gives it its value. What he's willing to pay for that piece of art is what makes it valuable. And so it is with humanity. In the last couple minutes, Brian, talk about the joy that God has in humanity. Why would he be so joyful over such a sinful race of people? I, I certainly don't think that he's joyful over the sinful people. Hmm. I think he's joyful over the redemption of yes. those sinful people to become the bride of his one and only begotten son, Jesus Christ, and he is adorning Jesus with a beautiful bride. Mm. And so I think where his joy is, is in that that beautifying of the bride, the sanctification of the bride, uh, the, 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 the hand work that goes into this to say, I'm doing this. I, you know, your deck, you could just pay someone to do it. But at the end of the day, when you and your son have spent painstaking hours in it, when you sit under there and it's it's just gorgeous and it's good and someone goes, man, this is a nice patio awning. You're gonna you're gonna go, yeah, my son and I worked on this and it was great. You're not gonna, mm-hmm. go, yeah, I paid some guy a ton of money to do it, whatever, right? So I think God is is a beautifully adorning His bride, the bride of Jesus Christ, and I think that's why it's so mm-hmm. joyful. There's a personal thinking, investment, isn't there? Yes. Yes, mm. he's thinking about the glory to his son. He's thinking about the work and the craftsmanship. And then we get to be the byproduct of enjoying that that time, that process, and being a part of that that brings glory to Jesus. Mm. You know, and so so it's not just a quick fix. God, God spoke all of creation into existence. He could just look at us and go, bang, it's done. But I think there's something else there. I think yeah. it's us going, wow, look at the change. Wow, Jesus is doing a mighty work in me. Wow, God is amazing. There's there's all this glory and praise and worship that comes out of it, Amen. which is what the Lord is seeking. You know, Amen. I think that's why the process is what it is. Amen. And I love what Philippians 2.12 says, therefore, my beloved, he says, as you have always obeyed, so now not only in my presence, but much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling, but it doesn't stop, for it is God who works in you both to will 
and to work for his good pleasure. Man, if, if it were not for the latter part, the former part would not be possible. God works in us so that we can we can have that ability to, to be able to work out our own salvation. All of it comes from the Lord. God is the initiator. We are the responder. And I just love the fact that God will never, ever give up on us. And so, hey, man, we are out of time for today, brother. I, I love having you on the broadcast, and I can't wait to have you back on it. <laughs> So, Thanks, man. Hey, man, we'll talk great. to you later. Hey, you've been listening to Shouts of Grace, and we welcome you to return to next week's episode. God bless you guys, and have an amazing week. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Shouts of Grace Radio, practical conversations from God's Word, hosted by Pastor Steve Pearson. We hope that you have been encouraged to see the Bible as God's source of truth for everyday life and grace as the foundation for a genuine relationship with God. If today's conversation encouraged you in your journey following and learning more about Jesus, we would love to hear from you. You can visit us online at shoutsofgraceradio.com. At shoutsofgraceradio.com, you can listen to all of our episodes, share them online with your friends, and find out more about Pastor Steve. Shouts of Grace is an outreach of Redemption Hill Church in Saratoga Springs, Utah. Thank you again for joining us on today's show. And from all of us at Shouts of Grace, it is our prayer that you would grow in the grace and knowledge of Jesus Christ. Shouts of Grace.